Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spin-off of your favorite childhood series? Then we have a podcast for you. Hello everyone, I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Dead of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. Which is rated explicit for language and adult sensation. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. So, Catherine. Stop sticking your tongue out at me. It's weird. (laughs) She did it again, folks. Anyway, Catherine. Yes. I can't hear you. I didn't say and trying to like prompt you to respond to me so it's not just me talking to you. I said something. Something. So what do you want? So, do you know what today is? The 15th. Do you know what this recording signifies? Hump day. No, it, first off, it's <laughs> Sunday. So, get fucked. It's not hump day. Number two, today is the recording of chapter 14, otherwise known as Playing Dead, otherwise known as the final episode of season one. Oh, bad well, I mean, not really. We still got like 15,000 more chapters to go. Yeah, but it's sad for them because they have to sit around and wait until we do the next ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We are going to take a... Even even though we did delay the release of last week's episode, we are still going to take a two-week break because we need we need to make sure that we don't have to take a one week break if something like this happens. We need to have a buffer of a number of episodes. So we are going to record episodes. Hannah Beth is going to edit them for us. And we are going to have a nice two to three, maybe even four episode bumper, buffer, not bumper. I don't know why I said bumper, but we're going to have a buffer so that in the event that somebody gets sick, somebody has a family member dies, somebody actually dies, we have time to replace them and then continue on with the show. I met this girl last night who looks exactly like you, but with blonde hair. Okay, well, we need to kill her because she can't exist. Well, if you ever wanted to go blonde, you would look good because she's pretty. No, thank you. Her name is Lindsay. I found my doppelganger once. Somebody texted me and they're like, hey, are you on Tinder in Orlando? And I was like, I'm on Tinder in Chicago go why are you asking if i'm in orlando and they sent me a picture of a girl they found on tinder and she looked just like me to the point where my yeah my dad looked over my my shoulder and looked at the picture and he's like that's an inappropriate photo you shouldn't have that and i'm like that's not me dad why were you on tinder in chicago because i was single and alone but you never lived in i was in chicago for christmas i was with my sister okay what? She and I were Tinder surfing together. Oh, okay. So this is before. Okay. Yes, this is before we both were married. So. Well, I got that, but I just, okay. This was pre-Jimmy. Well, I was talking about it was pre-Mike for her. Not oh, well, yes, yes. Well, she did meet her husband on Tinder. But. That's not what I, oh my god. Okay, so last week, I know what happened. So, guess what? But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to Sirius Black. Aw, you took your headphones off and missed the best part. Yeah, put them back on. You missed it. I said I was going to give my heart to Sirius Black, but you boycotted by taking off your headphones. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Pensieve. No, we can't call it that because 
the other podcast <coughs> calls it that. But flashback, what happened last week? Okay, so I learned that it actually is pensive and not pensive, even though it can be. Oh, you're using the mug I got you. Yay. Okay. So, <laughs> in anyway. case anybody's wondering, I'm sipping from a mug that says Muggle to Mrs. and from my last name to my new last name. Yes. Okay, so there was a part that said you better slither in, and I thought that was funny. And um, let's see. Oh, there was that whole thing with the invisibility cloak and stuff. No, it wasn't a visibility cloak. It was with the memory thingy. And the memory thing and Harry's parents and Snape when they were kids. And I was all confused about what the crap was going on. So you had to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was something about memories that Harry shouldn't see. And I was kind of confused about that. And then there was something you had to read over again because you were like, you get it? And I was like, no, duh, I don't get it. <laughs> Just like last night, I didn't understand the lesson in the Christmas movie. But anyways. There's never a lesson in the Christmas movie, except for the family stone, which is get drunk always and make strata. Well, Brianna made me watch Arthur Christmas and she was like, do you understand the lesson? And I said, no, what's the lesson? And she's like, it doesn't matter how the present gets to you as long as it gets there and Santa is real. And I was like, okay. I didn't understand that, but okay. You should okay. watch Noel. It's a really good Christmas story. Okay. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, okay, so there was dark magic, and then there was something about Harry's mom and his godfather and a cannoli. No, I'm just kidding. There was no cannoli. And then uh, there was something about a lot of Dumbledore stuff. And uh, <coughs> oh, and then Snape's wand released the the dough. Yeah. The, the deer, yeah, not the Yeah, and then, and then we did that after all this time, always. Yeah, yeah. And then that happened, and then there was magic. Okay, so the shortened, uh, <laughs> sieved version of that is uh, very similar to the books and the movies. We did the flashback into Snape's memories. Uh, the difference was that Sirius went in with him and kept like trying to get Harry to not see parts of the memories because he didn't want him to see something. We're not sure what it was. And um, then at the very end, uh, they pull out of the memories um, and uh, Harry's all like, Snape loved my mom. And Sirius is like, yeah, apparently. And then Harry says, I'm sorry, Sirius. And Sirius goes, you got nothing to be sorry for. And then Harry petrifies him does the petrificus totalis so that he's got a full body bind yes just like that and then Sirius is you know stuck in a board shape and Harry goes thank you for everything you're the only father I've ever known you've done a good job with what you've been given take care of Hermione for me take care of everyone this is my job Sirius and Sirius gets all pissed off and thinks our job and then Harry walks out wand drop wand drop so that brings us to the final chapter of book one and the final chapter of season one chapter 14 playing dead may 2nd 1998 hermione you seen harry Ron asked as he approached her while she was applying a generous coating of an orange paste to some deep hex burns on Lavender Brown's arm. Don't mind the mini stroke I just had there, like stuttering over that word. Anyway. What else is there? You do it all the time. I know I do it all the time and I'm very self-conscious about it. Hermione smiled at Lavender, who looked genuinely surprised by her gentle touch. He went up to the headmaster's office a while ago with Sirius. Ron nodded at Hermione before smiling at his ex-girlfriend. Hey, Lav. He winced at the sight of her burned arm. How'd you get that? She shrugged. Oh, I haven't done a lavender voice yet. Death Eater set my robes on fire, she answered casually, as though fighting fire-wielding Death Eaters was as common as curling her hair. (laughs) 
I hate lavender brown so much. Is she a high? Huh? Is she a high? I don't know. I just think she sounds like this. Okay. And yes, I do have to pinch my nose when I do the voice. Otherwise, it doesn't come out right. Hermione had to stifle a look at the... uh... Hermione had to stifle a laugh at the look of the strange... Oh, my God. (laughs) I can do this. I'm the one who had the key U.S. high school education. I have brain damage. Hermione had to stifle a laugh at the look of strange admiration on Ron's face. Ron, go and find Harry. We need to start planning what to do next. After shooing him away towards the door of the Great Hall, she cast her amused gaze back to Lavender. I think you should be okay, unless the pain is too much. We're running low on pain potions, but I might have some Mertlap essence around here somewhere. Why are you being so nice to me, Hermione? Lavender asked. What? Hermione raised a surprised brow. Lavender, I'm doing my job. I'm treating everyone who needs to be healed. Yes, but you could have been mean to me considering everything that happened with Ronald last year, Lavender said. I'm surprised you even let him speak to me just now. Oh, she's the one one girl. She's oh, I the hate- oh, God. Why <laughs> one one? Oh my god, is he asking for me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm doing the voice. She's oh, fucking terrible. Jesus. Okay. Oh, Ugh. quick pause. Somebody the other day asked if this podcast was appropriate for uh little ears if they wanted to listen to it around the house. They were like, is the story appropriate for little ears? And I'm like, at this point, the story probably is, but our cursing is not. So. <laughs> Hashtag swear jar. <laughs> yeah. God, if we had a swear jar on this show, we could probably fund this show for the next 20 years. <sighs> That's it. That's the drinking game. You drink every time Claire says fuck. Oh, God. They die. Yeah. All right. Ron's free to converse with whomever he pleases. Hermione rolled her eyes, then smiled as she finally caught sight of the Mertlap essence, snatching it out of Neville's hands as he passed by her. She tossed him a grateful look, and he dipped his head to her appreciatively. Ron can date whomever he pleases as well. Lavender gaped at Hermione. You're not together? But I thought... Ginny said you had been off running together all year, and you're telling me nothing happened? She had her gossip voice on. A voice Hermione spent years trying to tune out. Ron's free to... Oh, crap. Ron and I are not together. Ron and I are not together. Never got together, and will never get together. Because we are never, ever, ever getting getting back. back together. <sighs> Hermione said as clearly as possible, smiling testily. Got it? Testily, that's a funny word. Got it. Lavender said thoughtfully as she turned in the direction Ron had walked off to. So, you don't mind if I... As long as you don't do it in front of me, Hermione blanched at the image that popped up in her mind. I'm sorry, am I boring you? I went to bed at midnight. No, you poor baby. Thank you. Uh, She used her wand to siphon the rest of the healing ointment off of her hands. You're all set to go. Maybe wait until after the battle is over to go snog Ron. Just a suggestion. As the words left her mouth, the memory of Sirius's large hands pulling her into his lap came into her mind. (laughs) Cat's face. She instantly recalled the firm feel of his chest as she pressed her hands against it, and the taste of his lips and the way he sounded when he moaned into her <laughs> mouth. Son of a bitch! Snapped from her daze, Hermione's attention darted towards raving Sirius, his body rigid as he moved, his hair flying behind him due to the speed of his steps. A furious-looking Ron tailed him. What's happened? She asked anxiously as she rushed to Sirius, stepping in front of him and walking backward as he continued to move. Where's Harry? Never thought I'd live to see the day when I'd agree with bloody Snivellus, 
Sirius snarled as he moved towards the exit. He looked as though he barely even noticed Hermione as she pressed her hands to her to his chest to slow him down. Harriet really is as arrogant as his father. She glanced to the side as Ron rushed to where Kingsley Shacklebolt stood among the gathered Weasleys, as well as Neville and Luna, presumably catching them up on the situation. Turning back to Sirius, she paled at the look on his face and gave him a good shove to stop him in his tracks. His movement stilled, and she sighed in relief and asked, What happened? He's gone, Sirius snapped. Hermione quickly realized what Harry had done. Gone? You don't mean... Yes, I mean, Sirius growled and continued moving, sidestepping Hermione and forcing her to trot along next to him. Snape's memory showed Dumbledore telling that greasy git that Harry's got to, my own godson cursed me, and now he's gone and... It's inside him, isn't it? Hermione asked. Sirius stopped again, mid-stride, to turn and glare at her. You knew? Of course you knew he said with exasperation, as though this was so very typical of her. His toin his toin <laughs> his tone rankled, and she tilted her head up in response. Not until you just told me what happened. Either way, I agree with you, she scowled, shoving past him, and made her way towards the large front doors at the She scowled shoving past him, and made her way towards the large front doors of the castle. He's an arrogant arse. As Sirius caught up with her, she heard him mumble under his breath, Wait till you see his father. But surely must have misheard. Alright. Chapter break, what you think? Where did he go? Cat. How many times have you seen these movies? After seeing Snape's memories, and Harry realizes that he is the next Horcrux, where does he go? Bitch, you just watched this! I don't like the last two movies that much. My attention span lately is, like, not good. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of hard to have a short attention span. Squirrel! Yeah. Anyway, um, so, Harry watches the memories, realizes that Dumbledore is raising him like a pig for slaughter, realizes that in order for Voldemort to die, he has to die, and Voldemort has to kill him, so he goes into the Forbidden Forest, just like Voldemort told him to. God damn it, you gave me your yawns. Anyway, so then he goes in the Forbidden Forest where Voldemort kills him. And then he does the bright white shiny scene with Dumbledore. Okay. And then Narcissa lies about him being dead. And Hagrid has to carry him back to the courtyard. And then Voldemort goes, Harry Potter is dead. (laughs) And then Neville kills the snake. It's really exciting. Was it the face? I feel like it was the face that you're laughing at. Yeah, yeah. it's your face. I was so laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop yawning! You're making me yawn. <laughs> Stop looking at me. I don't want to look at you. Okay, I'm just gonna hold. Nobody my wants to look at me. I'm gonna block your face. This has already been established last night. No one wants to look at me. Okay, everybody, we need to go to Key West and apparently kill every man who was at the bar with Cat last night. God damn it, woman, you're beautiful and my future life non-heterosexual partner. Yeah, it's too bad that I don't like uh, girl parts. Yeah. Of course, that's actually probably more stressful, but anyway. Yeah, no, no. Periods, emotions, I'd be like. Way too many emotions. Yeah, I can't do it. Even though what's what's her face at your wedding, she actually is pretty cute, but. Oh, she's adorable. I love her. Her girlfriend is so fucking cute. They might visit. Yeah, I know. I've seen a picture of her. She's adorable. (laughs) They both got, so they both had really big days at work the other week. 
And so Katie was all excited. She, she got her a card and flowers and a pie because her girlfriend really likes pie. And she had also had a really good day at work. And her girlfriend came to her house with a card and flowers and a cake because she knows that Katie really likes cake. So they both got each other like the same Are thing. Are they the so same person? Oh Dude, no, god. she's dating. It's so adorable. Oh my god. Our listeners don't care, but that's really cute. Yeah, Hannah Beth will cut this out. It's fine. Or maybe she won't. But anyway, my lesbian bestie is amazing and I love her. They made their way quickly through the crowds, heading toward the Forbidden Forest. Oh, look, the answer was right there the whole time. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> well, the uh, they they're talking about is serious in her mind. I would make a horrible spy. I am not observant. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. They Probably why I break. let you fall down the stairs that one time. But anyways. <laughs> God, that was so bad. Like, my foot came out of the toe of the shoe, but stayed in the ankle strap. And then I had, like, <laughs> I got, like, rut burn from my fishnets. <laughs> the fishnet lines on my legs for, like, three days. Yeah, and I'm kind of convinced that that's one of the reasons why they painted the yellow lines on the stairs. <laughs> No, because the thing was, like, I knew the stairs were there. It was just really slippery. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst part is, is that I laughed at her before I asked her if she was okay. (laughs) I think they'd only had, like, one drink. Like, I wasn't drunk. I was just, it was slippery. (laughs) Uh, My cheeks are... Whatever, that was karma when i broke my foot going up yours so i guess that's <laughs> oh my god i forgot you broke your foot climbing up my stair no no it was you and everybody else trying to stampede up the stairs to see my room because that was like a big deal because you know hashtag high school but oh my god i don't know what oh yeah i haven't had any caffeine today that explains a lot okay nobody cares They made their way quickly through the grounds, heading towards the forbidden forest, Sirius filled with stress and worry and anger over what Harry had done. At the sound of murmurs behind them, Sirius turned and spotted nearly all of the occupants of the Great Hall falling in behind them. What are you all doing? Harry's in there? Neville stood awkwardly, the sort of Gryffindor in his hands. Oh, yeah, you forgot this. Thought it could be important he said, with a small blush as he approached Sirius and Hermione across the grass. You hang on to it for me, Neville, Hermione smiled. And yes, we think Harry's gone into the forest. Then let's make haste, Minerva said, as she stepped towards the shadows of the trees in front of them. Everyone paused to stare at her, save for Sirius, who was following in her footsteps, before they all jumped into action and began moving step by step towards the forest. Just before they reached the edge of the trees, dark shadows loomed above them and the atmosphere grew cold. Sirius heard Hermione gasp at the same time that he felt the air chill down his throat. He reached out for her, settling a hand on her arm. Get ready. Shapes moved out into the darkness, swirling figures of concentrated blackness moving in a great wave towards the castle, their faces hooded and their breath rattling. Dementors and more than Sirius had ever seen, even in Azkaban. His eyes widened, and he could not bring even bring himself to smile when he felt Hermione slip her hand into his. He squeezed her back in response and clenched his other hand firmly around his wand. Happy thoughts, everyone, Hermione muttered n- nervously. Forcing a bubble of hope up through his chest, Sirius grinned down at her and winked. I've got a good one. What's he referring to? His wand. Stoggy. Yeah. I've got a good one. Expecto Patronum. A large silvery dog erupted from the end of his wand and growled viciously at the Dementors, moving forward just as a small otter reached its side. Who's the otter? Isn't it Hermione? Yes. Yes. Good job. See, I know that because when I took the quiz, that's what I got. Nice. And I was mad. 
because it was an otter. <laughs> I just built ham. <laughs> one by one, those who could cast a Patronus did so, and soon the large grim and otter were joined by a hare. Luna. I don't know. Luna. Because she's mad as a marcher. A hare. A cat. McGonagall. A terrier. I don't know any of these. Ron. A swan. Cho Chang. A goat. Aberforth Dumbledore. A coyote. I think a Weasley twin. A hyena. Definitely a Weasley twin. A large bear. No idea. And a small weasel. Arthur Weasley. Oh, I wonder if the large bear is Molly Weasley because she's a mama bear. That makes sense. The large group stepped ahead, urging their Patronus vanguard forward, and the Dementors began to retreat, though not all of them. The focus of the order and the gathered students were secure and only faltered once when a few voices behind the crowd yelled, Expecto Patronum! Three more Patronuses joined the fight. The large, familiar dragon belonging to Draco flew upward into the grouping of Dementors, scattering them apart. It was flanked by two massive wolf Patronuses that charged together side by side. Sirius paled at the sight and dropped his focus, turning around to spot what he had been dreading. Moving forward into the fray was Draco Malfoy, one aimed high, controlling his dragon. Remus stood to the boy's left and Tonks to his right. What the hell are you doing here, Mooney? Sirius shouted. Remus smirked, saving you from Dementors again. Sirius growled. Harry saved me from Dementors, you arsehole. I taught Harry how to conjure a Patronus, so I could still take credit for it, Remus smiled smugly. Oh yeah? And who taught you? Sirius eyed him, feeling like he had won this argument. I'll maintain that since I taught Harry, and Harry ultimately taught her, I still come out on top here. Remus chuckled until Sirius punched him in the shoulder, knocking his concentration so that he growled and lowered his wand. Get your wife and go home, Sirius snapped. No, this is where we're supposed to be, Remus fought back. I wasn't there when I should have been for James and Lily, and I was too late when you went through the veil. I'll be damned if I'm going to sit at home waiting around for more of my friends to die. Sirius huffed, not liking that his orders were being ignored. He was also not liking that Remus had brought up James and Lily at a time like this, when all he wanted to do was keep his head. It was too emotional, and he hated thinking about the deaths of the past that haunted him. So, he decided to bring up a death in the present to at least help uh, fuel them both. Did I forget to mention that Greyback's dead? He asked, watching as Remus's puff, chest puffed out while his eyes flared gold and amber. He had purposely kept the information from his friend after the escape from Malfoy Manor, wanting to keep Remus's focus on his wife and child. Usually, Greyback's name was a reminder of, to Remus of what he was, and Sirius had not been in the mood to talk his friend out of another existential crisis about worthiness and fatherhood. Who did it? Remus demanded. Draco, Sirius answered, nodding towards the young blonde wizard. Long time coming, too. Now, with that victory in your head, will you get the fuck out of here? Remus rolled his eyes. Nice try, Padfoot. They're gone, Hermione called back. Sirius, the Dementors are gone. Good, Sirius glared at Remus and shifted into Padfoot. Using the extra strength and speed afforded to him in his animagus form, he charged forward, letting the branches and bushes near the forest floor whip at his body as he rushed into the shadows. Sniffing the air, he pulled out Harry's familiar scent and raced headfirst in the direction that called to him. He could feel Remus sprinting after him and the sweet scent of Hermione close behind, but he pushed on at record speed. All the while, he cursed Remus and his stupid sense of honor and loyalty, cursed Hermione for following him to the edge of the forest and putting herself so close to danger, cursed Harry for his arrogance and his sacrificial love for his friends. He even cursed James and Lily for ever thinking he was capable of dealing with their headstrong, stubborn, but oh-so-loving son. The scent in the air changed, and Padfoot turned into, the, into a clearing, gazing wide-eyed down at the sight that he had hoped to never see. Harry's body, on the ground, unmoving. Dun-dun-dun. So, this is, again, I know we see a lot of these, but this is another break from the main 
series where Voldemort takes Harry's body into the courtyard and like dumps it. This time they went into the forest after him. So like normally in the original series, this would have been the point where Narcissus is going to check and see if he's dead. And instead, Sirius is arriving with, you know, half the order on his tail. So, what are you thinking? Um, nothing. You're the worst. You're terrible. Emotional range of a teaspoon! Well, I have two weeks and three more days to be grumpy, so deal with it. <laughs> you have like a New Year's resolution to not be grumpy? Uh, no, I just made that up just now, but that's probably a good idea. I like it. The gathered Death Eaters in front were crowded Oh around. my god, no! What? He watched closely from the shadows. Oh. Because the last word you said was unmoving. unmoving. You're right, I missed it. Thank you. He She's watched trying to jip you out of whole paragraphs, people. It's a short paragraph. It's still a paragraph. He watched closely from the shadows, trying to see if Harry was breathing, listening for the soft sounds of a heartbeat. It was impossible to catch a sign of life with the loud crowd at his back on their way towards him and his own heart pounding in his chest, filling him with dread. The gathered Death Eaters in front were crowded, crowded around another body that was rousing. That will do, Voldemort said. The boy, is he dead? There was complete silence in the clearing. The Death Eaters looked too terrified to approach Harry. You fear a dead child, Voldemort snapped, and immediately several Death Eaters jumped into action. A protective paternal feeling washed over his rigid body, and Padfoot lunged from the bushes with a growl, placing himself in between the Death Eaters and Harry, snarling viciously. The Death Eaters all took a step back, reaching for their wands and aiming them at him. He continued to growl as he stalked forward, his focus set on the red eyes of Voldemort. While Bellatrix's blood had tasted like vengeance in his mouth, Voldemort's would almost certainly taste of justice. He readied his body to pounce, knowing that he could effortlessly clear the men standing in front of their master. Padfoot let out one last low growl and leapt forward, paws and claws eager to tear through skin, jaw open and waiting to grip flesh. There was no plan. There was only raging temper and clouded vision. This personality trait was one that always came uh, back to nip that, 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 hold on. Claire's hamster has died permanently. Yep, yep, no, no. He died, was buried about like six months ago. I'm just operating without now. I feel like it's like that one scene in Spongebob where his brain and all the little Spongebob and they're going through the files. They're like, oh my God. What's our name? What's our name? <laughs> yeah, that's what her head looks like. There was no plan. There was only raging temper and clouded vision. This personality trait was one that always came back to nip him in the arse, running headlong to confront Peter in a darkened alleyway just to be framed for murder, disobeying orders and recklessly rushing to the Ministry of Magic, only to get blasted through that bloody veil, snogging Hermione in that hidden passage. There would be consequences for that too, but damned if he cared. Wow. Yaxley's voice interrupted his ill-timed ruminations. Yeah. He's one of the Death Eaters. Oh, they have names. Yes, Kat. I'm sorry. I, I call them butt faces one through three. Yeah. No. Or butt nuggets, like eggs. <gasps> I saw an egg curtain the other day. It was like a glass one or like a plastic one that you can get so it's reusable. And it said uh, butt nuggets. On ha! It. Told you. Yeah, it's a thing. I told you. You did. Yaxley's voice interrupted his ill-timed ruminations. Crucio! Padfoot fell to the ground in a heap at the feet of Voldemort, whimpering as the pain shot through his body in sharp stabs and deep burns. No! 
He heard a muffled yell and felt a rush of movement around him at, at the familiar sound of his best friend's voice. Remus stepped into the clearing, wand drawn and aimed high. With what Sirius assumed was the elder wand in hand, Voldemort aimed another curse at him, taking over where Yaxley left off. Strangely, this one did not sting as badly. It kept him immobile, for certain. But he felt almost numb to the point that he wondered if he had been killed again. Not until he heard Remus take the offensive did Sirius realize that he was, in fact, alive. Incendio! Remus yelled, aiming a spell straight for the snake. Voldemort laughed as the spell bounced off his favorite horcrux, unaware that the ricocheted curse hit Thorfinn Rowell square in the chest, setting the Death Eater aflame. Okay, fried eggs. The man screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because it's a butt nugget on fire. That's right. Good job. Shut the fuck up. I hate you. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll be replaced, guys. Bye. No, no one else will put up with me. You can't leave. Yeah, because not even Jimmy can put up with you. Oh, but I'm Chuck. That's true. Yeah, it's like, that's actually kind of the conversation that me and Brianna had last night, is that I am hard to deal with, so it takes a very special person to like me. Uh (laughs) And then Marcel's like, that's why you're in the situation that you're in right now. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. See, I have emotional baggage, but it's like matching Louis Vuitton luggage, so it's like nice. But I bought all of it, so there's a lot. Yeah, well, you know what I'm going to do from now on? I'm just going to be like, you know what this is? No, Google it. You'll understand me. Done. <laughs> just Google it. It's fine. Um, the man... <laughs> Socially awkward. Is that you? The man screamed loudly, attempting to extinguish his robes. But before he could reach his wand, Remus called out, Expelliarmus, and disarmed him. Voldemort sneered at the scene. With his wand held on Padfoot, he used wandless magic on Remus, hissing, Petrificus Totalis. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Petrificus Totalis. Remus turned a cold to stare on Voldemort as he was frozen in place and levitated nearer. Unfortunately for Voldemort, Remus had been frozen with his wand in hand. Padfoot watched Remus as he was brought closer, his wand automatically aimed downward. A feeling of pride filled Sirius as he watched his friend fight through the full-body-bind curse, shouting, Bombarda! Maxima! The ground at Voldemort's feet exploded upward in a cloud of dirt and stone that covered Padfoot. Wholly freed from the curse, Remus rushed down to aid him. Before either had a chance to move, Voldemort and three Death Eaters had their wands trained back on them, each growling out a loud, simultaneous, Crucio! The pain was so great, Sirius unwillingly transformed back into his human body, as the brutal attack broke him out of his transfigured form. So lost in his own agony, and the screams of his friend beside him, he almost missed the familiar scent, quickly approaching. Forcing himself to crane his neck, which, under the curse, felt like his bones were snapping, and he saw her there, hiding amongst the trees. Hermione. No. Oh my god, I am so confused. Like, it all started with, hey, I want to break into the ministry, and now it's like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm so... Okay. Yeah, so... Harry's still unconscious, Sirius and Remus are both being tortured by Voldemort and a couple other butt nuggets, and Hermione is apparently right at the tree line along with the rest of the Yeah, I just, like, I am, like, even though I've heard you read this, I am so confused about how we ended up here, but... It's the same place the original series ended up, just... I never read the books. Well, I mean the movies, they all ended up at this point, too, with Harry unconscious and Voldemort coming back, but... Ow, 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 I yawned. I yawned in my jaw. I got like a face cramp. What's that for? Did you get one of those face rollers? Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll use our next Patreon check on is now that we are almost officially, almost officially in the black. I keep saying like next month we're going to be in the black and then... uh, Cost always comes up. So now, next month, we're going to be in the black. Yay! The serious um, black. Yeah. But, 
now we get to invest in fun things like little homemade soundproof booths and jade rollers for our face in case we yawn and get a face cramp. Because that's important important to a podcast. It is. Have to mean it. Have to mean it, Hermione repeated her inner mantra as she approached the expanse in the forest where the Death Eaters and Voldemort had gathered. Aim your wand and mean it, she said again to herself, as she brought her wand up ahead of her, letting her gaze linger for the briefest of moments on Harry's body before the grief was consumed by rage. Have to mean it. Her gaze locked onto a red stare, and she shouted, Avada Kedavra! Voldemort did not move out of the way of the darting green light, but merely pulled one of his own Death Eaters in front of him as a shield. Hermione's eyes widened as as her curse, her first killing curse, hit Crabbe Sr. instead of Tom Riddle. She gasped in horror over what she had done, but had no time to properly react as her body went rigid and she felt herself being magically pulled forward. Well, 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 Voldemort said as a two-wide grin stretched across his deformed face. His focus shifted from Sirius, Remus, and Hermione in turn, as he identified them based upon their status. A blood traitor, a half-breed, a mudblood. I'm sorry, I just saw your foot out of the corner of my eye. I was like, what the hell is wiggling? And then I just see your toes. (sighs) Doug. Her toes are on her desk and it's freaking me out. They're not on my desk. They're on my leg. This is my knee. Oh. Well, it's still weird. You're weird. You're weird. I know. Thank you. Hmm. He gripped Hermione's chin with long, pale fingers hissing in her face. She cried out in despair, but it was edged with a snarl of defiance. She could hear Sirius and Remus behind her thrashing and wailing on the ground as the Death Eaters maintained their torturous Cruciatus curses on them. She could do nothing to help them. A perfect trio, Voldemort went on to say, dropping her so that she landed in front of the wizards writhing on the ground. She turned her panicked gaze to the side, looking at the path from where she had come, hoping and praying that their backup was closing in on the clearing, but there was no one in sight. Allow me to show you what a killing curse is supposed to look like, Voldemort hissed, aiming his wand at Hermione. She let out a quiet sob at the sight and felt as though time itself had stopped. For the smallest of moments, her fear was overpowered by stalwart determination, and she reached her arms out to the side, pressing her back against Sirius and Remus as though she could shield them. Be like Lily, she thought. Be brave like Harry's mum. Hermione closed her eyes for a second, remembering the love she had for those she would protect. For Harry, whose body lay to the side. For Remus, who had always been good and kind to her, who had taught her so much and had always trusted her. For Ron, Ginny, Neville, and Luna, and everyone from Hogwarts who would soon be on their way. For Sirius? For Sirius. For real. (laughs) Her eyes opened once more and she looked daringly ahead. Yes, she could do this. Hermione would let history repeat itself, let herself be taken, let herself be sacrificed, and her love would protect them all. Voldemort would never see it coming. He was too prideful to think that such a thing could happen to him twice. She would die, but if he tried to harm either of the men behind her once she was gone, the curse would bounce back and hit him, again. Then, all they needed to do was kill the snake. She glanced to the creature that was looking at her as though she were dinner. Her focus shifted to the side where she saw the most wonderful sight in the world, Neville Longbottom, sword of Gryffindor in his hand, and a look of determination on his face. Hermione raised her wand and aimed it at Voldemort. He paused, looked at her, and let out a loud, high, cold laugh. She dropped her hand several inches while he was distracted and shouted, Alarte, ascendare with her wand trained on the snake that immediately flew twenty feet in the air and away from Voldemort. She watched in anticipation as Neville tightened his grip on the sword, as As Nagini's large body landed with a thud on the forest ground. He used the dust that raised up as a shield and lifted the sword. 
The young Gryffindor, scion of the ancient and noble house of Longbottom, beheaded the last Harcrux. Voldemort let out a violent scream, his wand still aimed at Hermione. She closed her eyes. She could do this. She was ready. Avada Kedavra! Expelliarmus! A familiar voice yelled at the same time that Voldemort shouted, and Hermione's eyes opened to see Harry kneeling protectively in front of her. The bang of the colliding spells was like a cannon blast, and the golden flames that erupted between the two wizards marked the point where the spells impacted. Voldemort's green jet of dark magic met Harry's disarming spell. The wand flew high into the sky, a slim, dark wand against the sunrise that gently broke through the trees overhead. Harry, with the unerring skill of the seeker, caught the wand in his free hand as Voldemort fell backward, arms splayed, scarlet eyes rolling back. Tom Riddle hit the floor with a mundane finality, his body feeble and shrunken, the white hands empty, the snake-like face vacant and unknowing. Voldemort was dead, killed by his own curse, which had rebounded, and Harry stood with two wands in his hand, staring down at his enemy's shell. The brief moments of silence occurred before the order and the others burst through the trees, wands drawn and aimed at Death Eaters, most of whom attempted to flee, only to be stunned, bound, and gagged before they could even think of apparating. Hermione sobbed, hugging Harry tightly from behind. You're alive! He turned in her arms to glare at her, clearly irate that she had put herself in harm's way. Were you really just going to let them kill you? Hermione laughed and kissed his cheeks, unable to be too angry with him considering he was alive and had just defeated the greatest dark wizard of all time. Why not? You did. Harry's jaw twitched, but he finally broke into a smile and hugged her back tightly, muttering under his breath about how she was never allowed to do such a stupid thing again. She shot. She shot. Oh, she's not allowed to do a stupid thing again, but he's allowed to do all these things and be Dumbledore's little errand boy. Are you kidding me? Right. Harry's jaw twitched, but he finally broke into a smile and hugged her back tightly, muttering under his breath about how she was never allowed to do such a stupid thing again. She thought to argue her point, but soon she felt arms uh, from behind wrap around her, and Sirius and Remus echoed Harry's statement with vigor. Harry, how'd you do it? Ron asked, his tone filled with relief as he approached the Hermione hug fest. Elder wand. Harry held it up. In the Shrieking Shack, Voldemort killed Snape because he thought Snape had won the wand from Dumbledore, but the wand wasn't waiting for someone to kill its master, only defeat him. Malfoy, Hermione said with a loud gasp, eyes wide. What about me? Draco stepped through the clearing, scowl on his face as he watched from afar while the Order members contained the Death Eaters, looking as though he were making it a point to stay as close as possible to the people who knew his true allegiance to avoid arrest himself. You disarmed Dumbledore. Yes, your point, Granger? He narrowed his gaze. Honestly, can any of you ever finish vocalizing a thought? You're the master of the Elder Wand, you prat. Really? Potter? He smirked and held out his hand to Harry. I'd just love to have my wand back, seeing as I'm apparently its master. Harry grinned smugly up at Malfoy, handing over the Hawthorne wand with eagerness. Thanks for the loan, he said, and turned back to Hermione as Draco accepted his own wand with ease, treating it as a long-lost friend instead of a consolation prize. I disarmed Malfoy at the manor, Harry explained to Hermione. Ron looked gobsmacked. Bloody hell! Care to explain the playing dead bit there? Sirius narrowed his eyes, threatening anyone with a stare to dare make a dog trick joke at his words. No one made to speak except Harry, who removed the broken pieces of his holly and phoenix feather wand from the moleskin pouch around his neck, using the elder wand in his hand to repair it. Oh, I died, Harry confirmed and looked at Sirius. Came back, but... Compared to you, that's old news, I guess. Despite the stress of the moment, Sirius let out a loud, barking laugh, and Harry joined him, gripping his godfather affectionately by the shoulders and letting the moment sink in. Hermione sighed in exasperation and relief, 
sharing a smile with Remus. Voldemort was gone. The war was over. All was well. For now. Dun, dun, dun. End of book one. Boom. Thoughts? I am so confused. Say that a little bit louder. I I don't understand how you go from, oh, I want to break into the ministry, and then, oh, I'm going to bring back Sirius to all this. Like, I am so confused. Like, I feel like the obvious, like, transition is probably there, and I just don't see it, but that's fine, because later on, you're going to be reading something, I'll be like, wait a second. So, it's going to make for good TV. Wait, this isn't TV. But anyways, whatever. There you so, go. you will get your answer at the end of the first episode slash the beginning of the second episode of season two. Okay. So, you will understand. What temp- oh, it's not a temperature, it's a broil. Okay, what? So, yeah. So, episode two of next season is really where you're going to start to get a lot of answers. Okay. But that being said, we finished a whole season of a podcast. I know. We podcasters now. Also, can we appreciate the fact that uh, TV series get like six months to prepare for a new season and we're giving ourselves like two weeks? Eh. What are you going to do? Uh. But uh, I will say one of the things, two of the things that I really liked about how Dead of Time is written, especially in comparison with the Harry Potter books that the movies did not do. So um, two things the movies did that drove me nuts. Number one, Voldemort's death. In the books, he just dropped dead and he was a human and there was a body and he was dead. In the movies, he turned into like dust, right? So what's your problem? The issue at the end, at the beginning of the first book was everybody's like, Voldemort's dead, except there was no body to prove that he was dead. So with him disappearing into dust, okay, well now there's no proof again that he's actually dead. Having that body, people can see it, people can touch it, people can poke it, people can set it on fire, they can kick it. They can see that he is dead. Like, there is his body. He is very clearly not alive. So, And apparently he vogues. Okay, I was trying to, like, show life by wiggling my hands all around my face, and it just looks like I'm voguing. Anyway, the other thing is, so that, that was one thing that I like that they kept in this series, is that, when he dies, he's dead. He is a corpse. He There's a body. He doesn't just poof. The other thing is that drove me nuts in the movies was at the end, Harry takes the Elder Wand and just snaps it into pieces and throws it away. What he did in the books was that he used the Elder Wand to repair his original wand because his wand snapped. So he fixes his wand because it's the most powerful wand in the world and can do anything. And so that's what he did in this one as well as he fixed his wand. So, Okay. How do you feel? You got through 14 chapters. I know. It's cool beans. It's cool beans? It's cool beans. Cool beans? Yes. Okay. Just cool beans, not cool arugula. Not cool Brussels sprouts, not... It's as cool as the other side of the pillow. Ooh, that is pretty cool. So there. I feel like this is kind of anticlimactic because, like, I'm really just excited for you to get into season two and we're both yawning a lot, but... Well, I've been eating a lot of, like, sugar and stuff because people keep giving me cookies. Yeah, no, I've been eating, like, straight garbage. I hate the holidays. I love the holidays, but I hate the holidays because I eat, like, garbage. I feel like this is going to be a pretty short episode, but... Okay, well, I could sing to everybody if you want to make it longer. (laughs) Ain't nobody love me better. Makes me happy.
Makes me feel this way. Oh. I got more songs. Ice, ice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so mad. He was down here like a couple weeks ago and I missed him. I uh, fun host fact for our listeners. Catherine actually knows all of the words to uh, Ice Ice Baby. I also know all the words to DJ Khaled's for free, and I'm working on Wild Thoughts. And this just in from Catherine. She's learning a lot of lyrics that will end up completely useless in the future. I can't yeah. say anything. I and think. I'm really surprised that I don't know Shoop, because on the way to your bachelorette party, Brianna made me play that over and over and over again so she could learn the words. And I'm like, <sighs> the only I, no lyrics I actually know in that song are, what's my weakness? Okay, then. Because that's the only thing that like rhymes in that song. All the rest of it's just like random words. Yeah. I always think I know no diggity. And then it starts playing and I'm like, bump like acne no doubt (laughs) (laughs) the original rump shakers yeah shorting it down good lord yeah you got me rolling all the town filthy bitch don't play around on the ground that game by the pound getting paid at a vortage okay i'll stop no dickity no doubt Don't drop the microphone. I just bought that. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Uh, Claire just had a heart attack. Claire did just have a heart attack. Claire's awake now because Kat almost dropped the mic that she just bought. <laughs> drop that microphone. I'm going to eat your goo goo clusters. No. No, no, no. In the words of your sister Tamika, no, ma'am. No, <laughs> no, no. I will fight you. I have your address. I will find you and I will Liam Neeson you. I'd like to see you try. I got friends in low places. Yeah. Same. Oh, come on. That was supposed to be funny because you live in Nashville and that's like country US. Come on. Jesus. Nobody understands my humor. I got. Friends in low places where the whiskey. Yeah. Okay, we can't hear you though. Oh god! Oh no! 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 I see you turning that volume up, you psycho. Because you said you couldn't hear me. I I thought she was turning it all the way up. I almost had another heart attack. I make life fun. You do make life fun. Okay, well, you do that every episode, but we still have to do the same thing that we do at the end of every episode, which is we have to go and figure out who is getting their shout-outs on our podcast this week. And Shout-out to all you muggles who give us money! Yes! With your so, muggle plastic. <laughs> with your muggle plastic. So, our producer-level foxes. We'd like to give a huge shout out. You guys have been sticking by us for quite some time now, and we love you all. So we'd like to give a huge shout out to Krista, Carissa Horton, Ryder, Kelsey Malilo, Laura Rivers, Brittany Lopez, Chloe Luciano, Jillian Foles, Ashley Enstrom, Elise Wolfson, Martina, Miranda Eskew, and Sophie Segator. You guys are incredible. You keep this podcast running. You guys are wonderful. We love you so, so much. Yes. Thank you for giving us your hard-earned galleons. No. I just made that up. That was a better word. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's good. That's good. I know Harry Potter words. (laughs) I need a Harry Potter dictionary. That's what I need. Oh, actually. I'm sure that's a thing. I'm sure it is a thing. You know what else is a thing? What is that? You know what this is? Oh Oh my god, you got the advent calendar? Oh god. I got the pop funk. Popo funk? Yeah, no, it's just pop. Pop funko, that's what it is. I always say popo funk, and I'm like, that's not right. It's funko pop. But yeah, it's the fourth. It's based on um the fourth one. So it's got like little Ginny in her dress that she wore to the goblet of fire dance the yule, yule ball that's what it was yeah and wait for it wait for it wait for it ow 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 
やったー !Yeah, little baby Victor Crumb.I would also like to state how I, I love the fact Harry is the first one that pops out because, you know, clearly it's exciting. You know, you get Harry first. That's great. I am on day 15. I have not gotten Hermione yet. I did just get Ron. I think Ron was today. Yeah, Ron was today. But can we appreciate day 14 was Argus Filch and his cat? And he's balding. It is horrifying and I love it. Yeah, I started、um, watching those、uh, wizard people, dear reader videos, and he keeps calling them by the wrong names, obviously. So he calls Hagrid Hagard, and I'm just like, oh my God. I have no idea what you're talking about, so you'll have to send it to me. But look it up. Text it to me. Text me the name. Okay, continuing shouting out our. I think that's、listeners. it. We thanked our people. We don't have any new Patreon supporters, which is fine. It's not, it's the holidays. So I did start hanging out in podcasting groups where, like, it's like introduction to podcasting and what to expect with podcasts. And one of the things that stuck out to me was everybody talk, it seemed like everybody talking about how their viewership dropped around the holidays. And everybody was saying, don't worry. Everyone's viewership drops around the holidays because people are busy. They don't have as much time to listen to podcasts. There's always going to be a dip at the end of the year. You'll see it pick up again in like February or March. I would like to say that we have not only not seen a dip, but we've actually seen an increase to a steady rise of a hundred more listeners steadily than we've had since we started. We are now at over 600 listeners steady. We hit 6,500 listens total because you guys are total bosses. And、uh, chapter 12, the kissy kissy in the passageway episode, has so far been our most popular in terms of racking up listens inside of a short period of time. We hit 300 in less than a week, which is fantabulous. And we are so excited. And thank you so, 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 so much to all of our listeners. That being said, we do have a Christmas wish. And our Christmas wish is that you will go onto Apple and you will leave us a review. And you will leave a comment with your review instead of the people who keep leaving us less than five star reviews but with no comments so we don't know what we did wrong. You don't have to leave us a five star review. We do pre- appreciate them, they are preferred. But leave us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think so that other people may be enticed to listen to us because the best way for people to find out we're out here is by word of mouth. So if you guys tell people we're great, who knows? Maybe they'll listen. And remember happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Yeah. I was going to say, my,、uh, my switch. Plate says that, but it just says Lumos and Knox. But close enough. And remember, after you drink a beer or whatever beverage you decide to imbibe in at a bar this holiday season, be sure to grab your friends afterwards and say, Let us step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. <laughs> Which may or may not be tattooed on my hip. What? Isn't that Fred? That's why it's funny. You're dumb. <laughs> She's showing me memes, which is useless to you. Oh, guys, I was so,、good. oh my God, I was so mad. I saw this post that was Who's Your Harry Potter Apocalypse team? And it was based on your birthday and your eye color. I was so mad. I got Umbridge, Fred, and Fluffy. I was like, really? I really? mean, I wouldn't be opposed to having Fluffy. I'd use Umbridge as like a human shield. Or I'd just give her to the zombies and be like, eat this. Well, I mean, can, can we take a second to talk about what Hermione did to Umbridge? So she led her into the Forbidden Forest, right? Yes. So that the centaurs could capture her, right? Do you know what centaurs in mythology did to people? Human 
women when they captured them? No. Brown chicken, brown cow. Wow. I I just like the part where she says something and Harry goes, sorry, professor, I must must not not tell tell lies. lies. I'm like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure she got gang raped by centaurs. Yeah, well, in the next movie that she was in, she was still mean, so apparently that did nothing for her. Yeah. But wasn't she she was just in Downton Abbey movie with yes, McGonagall. Yes. She, she was, was really good. That was such a good movie. It really was. Like it was kind of cheesy, but like in a good way. Yeah, I got really sad when um oh my god, what I can't remember his name now. When what's his face when they broke up the uh the secret gay club? And he got arrested. I cried so Oh bad. my god. Yep, no, we're not going to say anything more there because we don't want to ruin it for people. But thank you everybody for listening. We hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, and a, a Happy, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah or a Kwanzaa or whatever holiday you Festivus, choose to celebrate. Yes. Festivus, Festivus. Festivus. Yes. Because Festivus. As somebody who is going to be telling people how to run their workplace, I have to have diversity. But yes, thank you, all of you. Every time you listen, every time you rack up our lessons, every time you introduce a friend to our podcast, every time you leave us a review, it is literally like Christmas. So thank you guys for everything you've done for us. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shay Alani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Woohoo!